Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. Welcome to another episode of This Dungeon is Occupied Podcast. Last week, Thorn and Bone Daddy did something really cool, uh, and unfortunately I wasn't able to be on with it, so we're doing a part two. Uh, and Bone Daddy's not able to be here uh, this time, which is okay. Uh, so Thorn, you were telling me about the mechanics of this mystery okay. wheel? Yeah, it's basically, it's one of our biggest things that we say, especially to the Patreon, uh, our patrons, is, is steal everything. We steal every idea we can from anybody. I don't care who you are. I will steal it. Yep. Why? Because I can. And it's fun. Hell I'm yeah. not making money off of it. It's not <laughs> trademarked. Your thoughts are not trademarked unless you make money. I'm not making money. So it doesn't even matter. So what I what we'd come up with was, because we like to steal everything, we're going to tell about campaigns. And we, we might, or campaigns are one shot. So we might expand on this at some point to character development, all sorts of other stuff. But we're taking books movies and songs mm -hmm. so you roll a d6 one and two is a book or series uh three and four is a movie and five and six is a song and see if we can come up with a one shot or a campaign based around that idea nice and it actually it, it turned out really well I yeah mean, it, it, it was a really good it's a really good episode um, I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, it is just riffing off of each other like we usually do. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I'll roll a d6 then. Yeah, roll a d6. So let's see if I can get it on the mic. <clears throat> because I got a, uh, a 3D skull uh, that I'll have to post a picture of on Instagram. Uh, but I got it at DragonCon. So let's see what happens. That is going to be a 2. So a book. Mm -hmm. books. Okay. Okay. I already got it. Okay. You can say it. Give name it to it, me. Name of the wind. Oh, see, that's easy. Exactly. Because you could run it almost exactly like that. Yeah. So I mean, for the listeners, uh, the name of the wind or the King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Ruthfuss, uh finish the books. Fin finish the series. Please. 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 I, I've been waiting for many, many years. Um, and I love your writing and shout out if you want to interview on here, um, please, I'd love it. Um, but it's the idea that everything has a true name, which is something that is in, as far as I know, a lot of cultures having the true name of things. And there's a lot of like, uh, things about like the the fey that if you know their their true name or uh, demons if you know their true name rumpelstiltskin those kind of things that you C can catholicism you need to have the true name of the demon to do an exorcism yeah i mean it's really in a lot of cultures yeah it you just to be able to to exercise or to control the thing you have the name hence the name of the wind um not going to do any spoilers for the book but Running something like that into D&D &D or another tabletop role-playing game, it's actually really, like Thorne said, it's really super simple. 
just having it's it's like it it's the blueprint for sorcerers i would think what do you think thorn yeah sorcerers you can mix bard in there um you could really do a lot of different different types of mechanics with it mm -hmm. um i don't think we should dive too much into the mechanics on this unless we're asked specifically to do it right i think the idea of things the the way that that the true name maybe if you're going to dive into a sorcerer class which which makes sense because anybody can be it it's not like well you might even want to do look at wizards because in the name of the wind to be a magic user to be an academic you don't have to that's it's true. not like it's something you're born with you learn it yeah so the learn and to to basically to, to get the the supreme power over that thing you have to know the true name so that's why it's called the name of the wind because mm -hmm. that's what his biggest thing is to know the name of the wind yeah so i mean it's really really you could do wizard you could do sorcerer you could do bard mm -hmm. i mean there is a musical aspect to the books um uh, that's a really big deal yeah and that i really really enjoyed in the books so i might even make it like a maybe a bard wizard uh you know dual classing type of thing oh that'd be cool but only for the ones that you know are that part of it mm -hmm. and because it's very i gotta admit he rothfuss is one of the best character developers i've ever read and he's developed these characters in these books so well that you couldn't imagine anybody else doing it yeah and kavoth the the the, the main one in the book he is would be a bard wizard dual class for sure oh hell yeah but um his teacher in the the foundry would be an artificer wizard dual class mm -hmm. so you could really come up with depending on what they do and what their specialty is i mean i'd always have to have that wizard subclass yeah or wizard as a dual class but they could be something else too yeah i like the idea i was looking uh, at the bard subclasses i do like you know i guess you could use pretty much any college almost any college anyway um to have this you know flavored in but like college of lore obviously because you're looking at the history of things looking at the names uh you know especially like you were saying how it's kind of an academic look at things they have to read they have to know the history of of the thing to know the the true name uh but college of creation or eloquence could probably work too what? Sure, I think College of Eloquence could work really well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, any wizard really could do it. It doesn't like. Yeah, it, it, it'd be up to your specialism, specialisms, whatever you want, mm -hmm. whatever you're planning to do, you know, the name of fire, the name of iron. Yeah, I think it would be. So if I was going to do a character like this, I think I would do a bard. Um primarily and then sprinkle in the wizard yeah. levels because i think that that makes more sense than having a wizard subclass and then sprinkle in bard no yeah i i agree i'd go the other way you know to figure out what they're going to do with their lives and then go to and you'd have to base it on a school um a place where they went to learn right these names or learn the ability to learn these names and you could do i mean and you there there's going to have to be a very heavy influence of fey the fey wild yeah. is going to play a heavy part in it because if you read the books you know he's also 
been to the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the you could even go so far as to make the the main the BBEGs as the the Befey also because they're kind of past being human. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean that could work really well, and it yeah. would be a it would be a campaign. This is not a one shot, people. This would be a campaign. Read the books and steal it all because it's worth it. It really is. And what's funny is uh, somebody obviously has done. Um, stat blocks of Kavoth, uh many many times on like D wiki and things like that and it was funny because uh somebody and i just i just googled it so give me one second oh uh caleb hearth uh made a a Kavoth as a D player character um and tagged patrick ruthless in on twitter and nice. <laughs> um it was funny because it's like, you know, at Patrick Ruffus, I wrote up Kavoth as a D&D player character. How do you think I did? And then sent the the stat block. And his response was wisdom of 14. 14? Have you read the books? Wisdom is obviously Kavoth's dumb stat. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, and that joke's yeah, only funny of if you have read the books. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a wisdom of eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is hilarious that he... Oh, I'd like to see Bast stat blocked. Ooh. Because he is way more... Oh, yeah. ...than anybody thinks he is. Oh, yeah. And that's... I think that that's the the fun part of his character. Is oh, yeah. We don't, we don't know half of, <laughs> of Bast. And, and that's... A, that, to me, to me, this is, this could be another type of... Uh, of episode we do where we take some of these these our favorite books and just talk about them the fantasy books a little bit because i mean obviously we we steal a lot from them yeah and in fact i stole a fuck ton of it yeah in uh in arc one of our campaign <laughs> but it was it was so much fun so it was fun. and and you know it was something that you know we we did come up with a, a bard college um that was pre-established and then we had an npc that y'all for whatever reason just adopted and loved and decided that he was going to make a bard college branch in y'all's town <laughs> um it's because my characters helped everybody yeah and by doing that they had built their own army yeah and of course with you know raven just falling in love with yes Ethan. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> so that I mean, that's name of the wind, uh, and it's just the basics of a, of a start of a campaign. If you read the books, or if you've read the books, and I'm not even sure if there's anybody that plays D and D that hasn't read those books. Probably, uh, but for those who haven't, uh, I'll pull up like uh, name of the wind, uh, like a what do you call it summary, mm-hmm. um, just so that there's a little bit more. Because I mean, oh, we we kind read of the flavor, it. read the flavor text. That's the best part of that that uh, that thing that's on the back of the book, talking about. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I'll, man. I'll pull that up. Um, my name is Kavath. I have stolen princesses back from sleeping Baro kings. I burned down the town of Traban. I have spent the night with Felurian and left with both my sanity and my life. I was expelled from the university at a younger age than most people are allowed in. I tread paths by moonlight that are others fear to speak of during day. 
I have talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. You may have heard of me. Man. It still gives me chills. Yeah. It gives me chills. <laughs> it's just such a good... I want to read it again. I've read it three times. Yeah. Uh, oh. Any time that I see uh, something from Patrick Rothfuss, I immediately pick it up. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Okay, next one. Let me roll. Let's see. Five. And that means we have a song. Ooh. Okay. Songs tend to be one shots. Yeah. And I'm thinking. How about Jesse's girl? <laughs> okay. I mean, it could be a Valentine's Day one shot. Sure. So, I mean, usually you have to know the lyrics of the songs to actually get what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and you could do this as a a one shot, maybe a bard or even a cleric character, you know, and it's all about love. Mm -hmm. So you got, you have your character, the main character of the story of this, of what this one shot's going to be about is in love with maybe the king's wife. Or mm -hmm. maybe the king's mistress. Okay. And the king is a little crazy. Think Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Nice. Very easy. Yeah. So, you know, make you make the, the bad guy bad. Mm -hmm. like really bad. Everybody fears him, so they show him sort of respect. It's more like fear. Yeah. But you got to get this mistress or this... Uh, queen or you know anything to do with the king away from him mm -hmm. and you have to get jesse's girl i mean it's it's basically going to be a, a dungeon crawl yeah maybe you know storm the castle type thing have yeah. fun storm the castles you know um i'm gonna throw throw a wrench okay to do our spin on it oh. um jesse's girl is either a succubus or a hag because in the second stanza of the song, um, it's, and she's watching him with those eyes, and she's loving him with that body. Oh, okay. So not to woo her away, but to... To protect Jesse. Yeah, to protect the king, or whoever Jesse is. Right. In this instance, Jesse could be a bar owner, could be anybody. Sure, yeah. Could be your best friend from childhood. Yeah. And, you know... I think that it's, it could even be, you know, it could even be a siren because he, you know, he says, why can't I find a woman like that? Yeah. Um, and love when the girls, I love when the girls sing that line, you know, uh, I wish that I had Jesse's girl, where can I find a woman? Where can I find a woman like that? So especially if you lean hard into sirens singing songs to lure sail sailors in, like you're not going to find a girl like that ever uh, because, you know, they usually kill you. Um, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, you know, from time to time. Um, so that could be interesting. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that she's watching him with a, uh, with those eyes and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's just the fact that, you know, Jesse got pulled in. He's yeah. he's Gonzo's. There you go. Um, and now this person who's singing the song is next. And that could be an interesting, you know, one-shot encounter. Okay, I got a little... I guess semi 
Dragon Age spin to it. Maybe the okay. Jesse's girl was possessed by a demon and is controlling. So you don't only have to save Jesse, but you have to save the girl also. Yeah. And that could be a, a spin on it too. So yeah, there's three succinctly unique ways to do that one song. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Like that's that. neat. All Go right. ahead and roll it again. One more. That is so satisfying, that sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have a three. Three, so we got a movie. Yeah. We got this, a movie. So, I mean, this one's easy, I think. I mean, I guess all of them are easy to come up with something fun. Well, what I like the movies is, though, is you can go straight off the rails and pick something like Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> How would you do Three Men and a Baby? Hmm. That's a, <laughs> See, that's what I like. I like to throw the hard ones out there. Yeah. And I gave I gave Robbie an easy one for the first one. The second one I gave him was um Enter Sandman. It was a song. Nice. Yeah. So I mean it worked out. So three men and a baby. How would you do three men and a baby? Uh well, firstly, because three men and a baby is from, you know, the eighties. Uh the people Hush. who haven't seen Three Men and a Baby, uh it's a comedy and it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. Tom Selleck and uh uh Steve Guttenberg. Yep. Um and it's it's three bachelors that um attempt to adapt their lives to fatherhood uh with the arrival of uh one, uh, one kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Danson had a baby and didn't know it. And yeah. It was a baby. Yeah. So and it's all about them trying to figure out what to do with a baby in their bachelorhood lives with with a baby. I mean, yeah, they were some hardcore bachelors like movie probably wouldn't do so hot right now. Probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I just looked it up. Uh, it actually did amazing in 87 when it came out. Oh, yeah. It did. The film was the biggest American box office hit of that year, surpassing Fatal Attraction and eventually grossing $167 million and $240 million in worldwide. Which is why they got a sequel. Yeah, and it won the Choice Awards in 88 uh, for uh, Favorite Comedy Motion Picture. Um, so I think that you could do a a royal spin on it. Okay. You know, it's uh, three guys that are, are royalty that are probably... Um, in line of succession to the throne um and none of them have kids and all of a sudden this just air pops up and so now uh the the ted danson character is ahead of the line because he has an heir to continue the uh the line it's a little bit easier to solidify similar to what was happening uh spoiler alert for um the house of dragons series spoiler spoiler fast forward if you don't want to hear it um yeah if you haven't seen this yet you're missing out yeah it was, it was so good god it was so good <laughs> and we're gonna have to wait two years for the next i one. know uh but you know that the uh the guy was having trouble with ha getting an heir uh throughout the entire series and like you know that was the whole crux of the thing was that if you didn't have if if the the person in the throne didn't have the heir his line wasn't as strong and so who was going to be the the successor and blah 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 so now you've got these three and instead of being friends and bachelors they're fighting over the either fighting over the kid over the legitimacy of whose kid it is 
or it could be that the Ted Danson character has to protect the kid from the Tom and Steve characters. Um, it could be any any type of ruthless royalty air trope. <laughs> yeah. Or another way you could do it is a you have three you know best friends. Mm-hmm. They've been living in the same town. They do different things. You know, one's a maybe a blacksmith. The other one's a stableman. Okay. You know, they have regular jobs. And say they're one night they're out drinking and having a good time. They're bachelors. They don't have them being you know flirting with the local barmaids. And on their way home, stumbling a little drunk, uh, they come across uh, maybe somebody that's on a horse or in a carriage, and it's just the carriage is wrecked. And they go try to see what's going on. And inside there's a, maybe a a woman in very stately attire, hiding, gravely wounded Mm -hmm. with a child in her arms. Interesting. And she gives the child to them saying, protect her at all costs and dies. See, this is where you can bring in anything, really. Mm -hmm. Could be the evil king, could be maybe a great warlock that is after this baby because of its special bloodline or, you know, being born under a certain moon or mm-hmm. you know, anything you want, really. Right. Something that makes this baby special and spectacular. And you have three fish out of water. Yeah. I mean, they're just normal people. And you could really, because if you're talking like first level fighters or stuff, yeah, this is a fish out of water. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to do much. So... And, you know, we were talking about it on another episode. That actually would be a really fun um, storyline to follow for that campaign idea that we were coming up with uh, where we started out as NPCs. Oh, yeah. Before level one. Yep. You know. Oh, that'd be perfect for that, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it. NPC stat blocks are not awesome for adventuring. At all. uh, Most of the time, you know. so And trying uh, to survive. Maybe trying to find a place, you know, maybe say they, they try to just stay in the town and raise the baby. But, you know, you could bring in maybe a, a an army, maybe some orcs or something that's just after the baby. So you the have baby, to leave. The baby with the power. The baby. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. <laughs> the babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. And that's, I mean, <laughs> hey, that, that alone is a D&D campaign. Oh, Lord, yes. That's another one we could do sometime. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Puzzles galore. So there was that was a free fourth idea for you guys. <laughs> yep. So what do you think of this steal everything? This is something we could do every once in a while. Yeah, I like it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, it does get the uh, the brain juices going. Oh, yeah. Um, we definitely, you know, instead of just one idea rolling and doing a steal everything, the idea is kind of already there, but then you have to make it have a D&D twist to it. Make it your own. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different things you can do with everything. Yeah, I like that. That's a fun mechanic. You could do that. You know, listeners, y'all could do that as as y'all's campaign. Just a six sided die. It's that easy. Yeah. If you don't have an idea for where to go that night or where to go with that campaign, roll. Have one of them pick it up and there you go. That's what you got. Yeah, I do like the idea of it being more of a a one shot um, and not necessarily a one shot, but like, you know, inside of an encounter, I guess would be the better name for it is, you know, we have the main campaign 
and especially like our current campaign for arc three it's completely sandboxed i'm letting you guys run completely and utterly wild and you guys do very well i don't, um, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but if there's something you know like oh we go to this place oh man i haven't written anything for this place boom d6 steal everything there's your yep. encounter um and you could just you could do that on the fly i mean we just did They're, they've got encounter ideas you know? yeah they've got encounter idea and counter tables for that kind of stuff too true but this way it it makes you think a little more yeah and i i think i like this idea better now don't get me wrong the encounter websites that i've used many many times those work great but i find that those are are oftentimes uh more very dnd tropic like they're like oh the encounter is five orcs and a you come weird across wagon. the storm giant right yeah it's and although they have a that ha there's always a place for those oh yeah i, I think sure. i think that having uh more of a storyline encounter generator um is like you said it, it does make you think a little bit more um, and that could be something maybe we could do. I wonder if we could get, um, you know, Brian's learning coding. I wonder if we could do something like that. We might we might be able to. That would be fun. Yeah. But anyway, uh, tell us what y'all think as listeners. Um, do you like us doing this thing every once in a while, coming up with some ideas using that D6 uh, to steal everything? Uh, let us know in an email. This dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com uh or if you uh are on i think like apple and spotify and things like that there's a comment section you can throw it in the comments leave us a review uh preferably five stars uh help us grow the podcast and uh tell your friends and family members and force them to listen uh tie them up uh put some headphones on and brainwash them into becoming D, &D players and story weavers there's a new idea <laughs> we're not condoning tying up your loved ones no we're not that them. was absolutely a joke and, but, but, <laughs> but we also kind, we kind of we kind of are but yeah but also you know make the listen to the podcast yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied what's up weavers of the realm as always thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun. <laughs>